Hello and welcome to Night in on Negotiation, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Knighton. My philosophy is that you cannot change the other person you negotiate with, but you can change how you negotiate with them to achieve better outcomes for you or your organization. This podcast series includes interviews, lectures, speeches, and webinars, and includes materials from all four of my books. For more information and free resources, please visit www.jnyden.com. Enjoy. Okay, so let's talk about financial analysis and some of the major categories of financial analysis. Who should use them? When do you use them? And when you use them, why you can get a better outcome for your company, whether you're the buy side or the supply side. Now, of all of these, we've got total cost of ownership, total landed costs, a should cost analysis, a best value analysis. We've also got an analysis for services that we're going to talk about. And then we have total supplier spend. So of all of these kinds of analysis, the only one that I'm going to talk about, which is reactive, is total supplier spend. The other categories of financial analysis are typically done in a proactive manner to help buyers and suppliers establish a fair market price for a good or for a service, taking many factors into consideration other than simply a material cost. Now, this has really prompted this idea about using financial analysis in a proactive planning way has really been prompted because of changes in procurement. So the procurement profession continues to change and it's moving rapidly from a clerical position to a more meaningful role within the financial part of their organizations. And therefore their function needs to change. It needs to change from lowest bid wins, which is clerical because you take three quotes and go, to a lowest total cost of ownership or partnership mentality. Now, if you're going to go to a lowest total cost of partnership, you have to be able to take into consideration many factors in making a financial decision, not just the lowest bid. They're also going from an internal order taker, which is that clerical position, to a value-added strategic partner to their internal customers. And then they're also going from prize fighter to relationship builder. What all of this means to all negotiators, buy side and sell side, is that conducting and using financial analysis as part of your negotiation planning is now a must. So the point of working with financial analysis is to provide the buying company with a more holistic approach to evaluating price. So there are three things I want us to keep in mind as we go through each of the types of financial analysis. One, buyers and suppliers want to make decisions based on a holistic cost analysis, the value of their long-term relationship, not just a one-time material cost savings. That's especially where um, a total landed cost analysis or a total total cost of ownership analysis can be really helpful to weed out savings that you might get on a per part item but lose in other operational costs, such as lead times and logistics. Two, when we're doing financial analysis, we keep operations at the forefront of our decision-making process. 
No longer are we willing to sacrifice lead time for a better price, or no longer are we willing to buy annually a large volume for a better price if it means incurring warehousing and shipping costs that exceed the value of the price savings. And third, we look at risk factors when we do these financial analysis, which means we make better trade-offs because we're taking many more factors into account when we're actually structuring our agreements with our customers and our suppliers. There are basic types of financial analysis that this particular webinar is going to cover. They all start with an activity, excuse me, a cost-benefit analysis activity. So from the buying perspective, everyone wants a cost-benefit analysis done. This is your business case rationale for purchasing. Now, sometimes procurement will have it, and sometimes the line of business or engineering will have this kind of an analysis. So it's important to be connected with your internal customers on the procurement side. And suppliers, it'll be important for you to make sure that your customers are internally connected. Then there are three categories of or larger buckets of financial analysis that I'll take a look at. The first is a total cost of ownership analysis. This is for items, usually capital purchases, but they're physical. You can usually touch them. Then there's an activity-based analysis, which is similar to a total cost of ownership, but for services. So think in terms of back office uh, accounting or call centers, typically services that are outsourced to another company, you would do an activity-based analysis. And then finally, a cost-benefit analysis has to do with a total supplier spend. Total supplier spends are typically backwards looking, and I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Then within total cost of ownership, you can do a should cost analysis on a particular item. You could also look at the total landed costs for a particular item to land at your door. And when you're doing activity-based analysis, we often encourage outsourcing companies that have year-over-year -year relationships with their customers to do a best value analysis. The purpose is always to understand the trade-offs between material savings of an item or a service and other operational costs associated with the item or the service and then the risk criteria associated with the item or service, such as delayed shipment or deployment of a service or software. And the whole idea is to come up with better strategic supplier selections at a holistic level rather than on a per, price, per item price or a per service price. So we're still focusing on price, but we're looking at a larger landscape to make better strategic decisions. The first kind of analysis that I'd like to talk about is a total cost of ownership analysis. Now this here is a turbine, one of my clients happens to be utility, so they are looking at purchasing and making very significant capital purchases with respect to their generators. So their goal is to create a cradle to grave cost of an item over the entire lifespan of the item. So that means the manufacturing costs, which are part of the price of the item, all of the warranty, maintenance, refurbishment costs, 
how long this particular item is expected to function 20 years, 30 years, and then also the cost to decommission this particular item. So it really is a cradle to grave cost analysis. This is especially helpful when making capital purchases. And I've had companies work with total cost of ownership when buying large machinery and manufacturing facilities. And they've always been done as a cross-functional team effort, which includes finance, engineering, and operations. So as a team, they come together and they develop a total cost of ownership business case. That's the buy side. Then once the suppliers are down selected, then it becomes a joint effort where the supplier helps to validate the decisions around total cost of ownership and validate the return on investment for choosing a particular supplier over another supplier. Another form of financial analysis is a should cost analysis. Typically, the customer develops its own analysis of what a part, product, part, or item should cost. The goal is to develop a comparison of what the supplier is quoting as a price or a price increase and what the customer's own analysis shows. Customers use this to set a realistic and validated price target when buying items typically in manufacturing when those items are purchased for long-term programs within manufacturing, meaning they're buying items, components, parts, for three, four, five, six years at a time, and every year they're reestablishing the price of that item in order to be competitive and to stay within the cost parameters that their customers have established. Typically, this is done on the buy side, and again, it's used to set a price target for negotiating the eventual price. Another form, probably the most common form of uh, a financial analysis is the total landed cost analysis. I would say most of my clients do some form of a total landed cost analysis. A total landed cost analysis goal is to establish the total price of a product or an item once it has arrived at the buyer's door. Buying companies are evaluating logistics, customs duties, lead times, etc in order to validate the price that they're paying. So there are always low cost bidders in the market. They're usually offshore to the United States and Europe as well. And my clients use the total landed cost analysis to evaluate various risk factors such as lead time shipping, delays in ports, um, you know, shipping lanes through C versus air have tremendous differences in costs that can erode price savings if the lead times become elongated. But then they're also looking at other things such as customs and duties and related taxes. So they're getting a holistic price approach before making a decision on which supplier to choose. Again, this is typically a buy-side decision-making process when they're buying lots of parts within manufacturing, for example. Activity-based costing is for services, and it has two goals. One is it seeks to capture cradle-to-grade costs of a service. Now, when done properly, it captures the existing 
costs to the customer to perform the service in-house. Then it seeks to understand what transferring the cost to a service provider would be. And then it, when done thoroughly, then still seeks to understand what internal management costs it will still incur to manage the supplier. So even in the outsourcing agreements that I've helped structure, there are still internal costs at the customer that have to be evaluated as part of the activity-based costing analysis. The purpose of doing this is it helps business units compare the cost of working with a supplier or a service provider versus continuing to do the work in-house. So there's often a sense within the first year or two of outsourcing an activity such as accounting or call service that there's going to be a quick hit. But what companies often don't realize is that over time, managing the supplier or service provider and continuing to drive continuous performance improvements takes time and energy on the customer's part and that's the cradle to grave costs that need to be taken into consideration. This is typically done ideally on the buy side first to develop the business case for uh, going out to bid for the service provider in the first place. Then once the service provider has been selected, the service provider works to validate those costs and to continue to work to develop that cradle-to-grave cost for the duration of the arrangement. Now a best value analysis takes the activity-based costing in outsourcing with service providers one step further. The best value analysis bases pricing decisions not just on tangible benefits like cost savings, but also intangible benefits such as loyalty. So if you recall in my book, Getting to We, there are six guiding principles for all highly collaborative relationships and loyalty is one of them. Those six principles have intrinsic value. And when we start looking at the highest performing outsourcing relationships, they've moved from an analysis of tangible benefits to an analysis of intangible benefits as well. And that's when we get the best value analysis in those relationships. This is always done as a joint activity between the buying customer, buying company and the service provider because of the long-term nature of the relationship. Now this concludes the types of proactive analysis that companies do. Now let's look at the most frequent kind of reactive analysis that companies do, and that's total supplier spend. Total supplier spend seeks to reduce the amount of buying company spends with a particular supplier. It's often confused with total cost of ownership. And in the last couple clients that I've worked with, I've seen scorecards with a quote unquote TCO row, total cost of ownership row. But then as I looked at the scorecard, I talked with the purchasing team and I looked at the data that they were collecting and tracking they weren't actually looking at a total cost of ownership. They were looking at how much they spent with a supplier with an, an eye to reduce that spend, meaning going from spending $10 this year to $9 next year. So it's not a cradle to grave analysis for capital purchases or for outsourced activities. It really is a reactive analysis. It's almost um, at a very fundamental level, sort of a actual to budget spend. We budgeted $10, did we spend 
Did we spend $11? Why? Did we spend $9? Why? At the more sophisticated level, we really do see collaborative efforts to reduce supplier spend at a year-over-year -year ratio. Sometimes it's 2% year-over-year. But getting total supplier spend right takes effort on the customer side. The customer must first track its own operations. It needs to know what it's doing vis-a-vis -vis the suppliers and service providers that it's working with. It needs to work collaboratively with the supplier to reduce the supplier's efforts within the buying company. In other words, we have to take out activities that impact the supplier's ability to perform to create costs that are then passed along to your company. And thirdly, the customer has to continuously improve its operations to coincide with the supplier's improvements. Now this is critical because they have to coincide. So if a supplier is going to be making a series of continuous improvements as some of my clients have, if the customer doesn't initiate continuous improvements on its end, the customer can erode any total supplier spend savings that they had hoped for. Now, if you're interested in more information about financial analysis, please look at my vested outsourcing manual that I wrote with my colleague Kate Fantastic, Catherine Kawamoto, and Jackie Crawford, or take a look at my book, Getting to We. Both of those resources have more information for you. And finally, if you'd like your team to learn more about conducting financial analysis, but more importantly, using the financial analysis that your company is providing to negotiate better outcomes on the supply side or on the buy side, please email me and set up a time to talk. I'd love to share my ideas with you on how financial analysis can improve your bottom line. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.